Worthy is the Lamb To God be the glory Great things He has done Welcome, welcome, welcome Dr. Auntie Christiana Merry Thursday to you My pretty Honorable Archbishop Merry Thursday to you My auntie Auntie Cecilia, Merry Thursday to you. To God be the glory for the grace that he has given us today. We do not take it for granted. The Bible says no man can receive anything except that which is given from above. Thank you, everyone. And for those of you that I can't see your name there, but you are there, thank you. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you and cause his face to shine upon you. What time is it, people of God? It is time to redeem the time. We have a mandate from the Word of God. This is why it's good to look into the Word of God. If you follow us on Instagram, 
For a while we've been going through the book of Psalm 119. We just take four verses every time and look at it, read it together. It's just merely reading, but at times we look at one or two things in there. Breaking the word of God into pieces so that we can see the value that is in there. When you want to dig the precious stones, you have to break some stuff so that you can get this precious stone. Now, even when you get them, you still need to break some outer layers so as to get whatever that is inside. So there is digging involved, there is breaking involved. It's the same way when we read the word of God, we need to break it down so that we can get the uh, uh, sweetness, the juicy, like uh, one young lady will say to my wife, I say, ah, Auntie Funke, this is juicy. <laughs> so we need to break it down so as to see the glory of the Word of God, in the Word of God, through the Word of God. So welcome everybody. Uh, Merry Thursday to each and every one of you. How are you? How's the family? The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you and cause his face to shine upon you. Once again, what time is it? It is time to redeem the time. Let us pray. Father, we exalt your name for you are worthy to be praised. Worthy is the Lamb that taketh away the sins of the world. You remain faithful, regardless of the situation. Thank you for the death of your Son that has given us life. Life abundantly, not just any kind of life, but abundant life. We give you praise, glory, honor, and adoration. Lord, we have come before your throne tonight, Lord, to fulfill your word. We ask for our ears to be open through your spirit, Lord. Our heart will be receptive and our feet will have that enablement to run in the very direction that you want us to go so that we become the very image that you want us to be. This is our desire, Elohim. And we know this cannot be done by our power or our spirit. And so we commit everything in your hand. Have your way, King of glory, that your name alone be glorified. We give you praise, glory, honor, and adoration. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. What time is it, people of God? It is time to redeem the time. Last week we started looking at what I describe or the Bible describes as the throne of iniquity, which seems to be the major hindrance to spiritual warfare. The Bible says in the book of Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12, it says, we wrestle, you know what, let's go there. Today I connect my Bible. So my archbishop, I'm not sowing any seed today. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, to God be the glory. Uh, ah, the thing is not even working now. Chai! <laughs> mm. Let's go to Ephesians. Let's start with the book of Ephesians. 
Let's start with the book of Ephesians chapter 6. And we look at verse 12. We are still on the matter spiritual warfare. We need to have an understanding that since the fall of man in the Garden of Eden, man has engaged in spiritual warfare. So look at the time till date. And the beauty of it is that thank God for what Christ has done because we are winning. Christ defeated the power of death and grave. So we also are winning because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. But many times we are robbed of ignorance. Ignorance robs us of the victory. Ignorance snatched the victory from us. But we also thank God that he is able, abundantly able. And this is why we need to get out of ignorance. We need to get wisdom. Yeah, I have to say <laughs> Ah, my Archbishop. Is this love, is this love, is this love that I'm feeling? Mm. And you are my very own Archbishop. Undiluted Archbishop. Mm. Let's start with Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12. Let's see what the Bible says. You know what? Let's just start from 11. Let's have some fun. It's good to have fun in the word of God. Or let's go to verse 10 and read to 12. So, uh, I'm going to put this scripture on. So, where is it? Where is the scripture? Where are thou? Try. Okay, found you. So, this is the book of Ephesians. So, let's start from verse 10. It says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. See, these are military terminology. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Verse 11, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wills of the devil. So, I mentioned earlier that from the beginning, after the fall of man, spiritual warfare, you are a child of God, you have to engage in spiritual warfare. That's why in the book of Jude, he also encourages us as Christians, we need to contend for the faith because that is another warfare on his own. So, now, it says, verse 12, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Now, let's hold on to that. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood. But come to think of it, you and I don't see the devil face to face. But we see every form of demonic attack. We see his operation. We see his, his uh, 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 stuff that once we see some things, we know that this is demonic. And when we go back into the scripture, there was a boy that was brought to Jesus and they were asking, is it the sins of the family or the father, the mom? Jesus said, it's not about the sin. So, but there are times 
Many times it's about the throne of iniquity, which is sin. And I'm going to establish that for us in the scripture today, in the book of Numbers. You will see how this abelis uh, 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 try everything and didn't work. But I will encourage you to go and read it all by yourself. We're just going to look at one or two scriptures in there and then we conclude. So, so when the Bible says we do not wrestle, look at how it is presented. We do not. So, it's not you that I'm supposed to be fighting. And please don't get me wrong. There are wicked people on the face of the earth. There are men and women that are so wicked that do all sort of stuff. But when we go deeper into what is behind whatever it is they are doing, you will see that whatever they have done, that we term wickedness, it is this same scripture that the Bible says, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. But against what? Against principalities. Did you hear that? Remember that man that Jesus met when the Bible says Jesus wanted to cross over to the other side. Look at all the form of activities that was going on, demonic activities that was going on in that man's body. The Bible says at times he will use stone to begin to cut himself and blood is gushing out. Now, when we look at that, that is demonic activities. That can only be demon at operation. They are the one operating. But we see a man doing it to himself. When we look at the way we are as man, no man likes to inflict pain. Many men or women, when they go to the hospital and if it's going to involve injection, you will see how they panic. Come on, Nidu. You will see how they panic. So, man don't like to put pain on himself or herself. So, the word of God is telling us that it's about spiritual warfare. And how did he describe? After we see that it's not about flesh and blood, but against principalities. Now, against what? Against powers. So this is beyond flesh and blood. But many times you see flesh and blood in activity. So against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. So this is what we have been called to deal with. We've been told, according to the word of God, that we need to put on the old armor. By the time you get to verse 13, it says, Therefore, now you know what you are fighting against. It says, Therefore, take up the old armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. So evil day we always come. Dr. Julie, Merry Thursday to you. Evil day we always come. Evil day we always come. I don't know when yours will come. You don't know when mine will come. Maybe I'm going through mine right now. 
So it's not that man, it's not that woman. Yeah, that man may look at me anyhow to God be the glory. But there is, it's like every tree that is flourishing, there is a root that you can see that is feeding the stem. It's the same thing. There is a saying in Yoruba language, that when you see a leaf that is dancing on the surface of the river, says it is the underneath, uh, the drama is underneath the river. The current is the drama. I don't know if I put that right, but that's just what uh, the meaning is. So, and we have to have an understanding when we have an understanding, we know how to go about it. It is not difficult having or fighting spiritual warfare because the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal. They are also mighty through God to the pulling down of every stronghold. That's what the Bible says. So, when we have this understanding that this is what we are dealing with, the first thing first is never allow throne of iniquity. And the devil knows how to establish his throne. Throne of iniquity is one thing we all need to look out for. Is our number one, number two, number three, number four, number five, number six, number seven enemy as a child of God. So, now, let's quickly rush. We have 10 seconds. Let's quickly go to the book of... Uh, let's, let's go to the book of Numbers. Let's start with the book of Numbers so that you have an understanding of what I'm saying about the throne of iniquity. Uh, numbers, where are thou? So, Numbers chapter 22. Numbers 22. So, let's see from the beginning let's see from the beginning this is how every child of god is every child of god when you remember one of the statements of paul let no man trouble me for i carry the mark of christ you remember praise the lord now let's look at what the book of numbers says it says then the children of israel move and camp in the plain of moab on the side of the Jordan across Jericho. Now Balak the son of Zippor saw that all the all saw all that Israel had done to the Amorite, and Moab was exceedingly afraid. So Moab here is the power of opposition. Looking at the children of God that are under the presence of God, they were already afraid. Fear has gripped them. Fear consumed them. Fear has taken over. This is the position of every child of God. And that is why when we live in the presence and under the presence of the Most High by the Word of God, look, we are already at an advantage because we are in a position that we have sent fear to the camp of the opposition. So, the Moabites were already afraid. So, what did they do? They sent for an herbalist. I don't know why you are laughing. They sent for a man that they know that, okay, you have power. You've demonstrated power in the past. Come and curse these people for us. 
You can read the rest. So they put their heads together. They call on the elders. They said the only way forward is to curse these people. We can't fight them. We can't. So the same way, because of the grace of God that is upon you, no kingdom of hell or darkness can fight you. As a child of God, it's not that they will not try. Please don't, because Balaam and Balak, they try, but they can't. You will see what the word of God says now. So they call the elders and say, let us fight. We, we know we can't fight these people. If we take the battle to them, we are going to be piam. Au revoir, hasta la vista, common tapetu. What is another way? So let us do a spiritual battle too. And that is why they didn't want to face them one-on-one. So it's a spiritual battle. Are you getting it? So every battle that comes your way is a spiritual battle. The one that is attacking your children is a spiritual battle. The one that is attacking your finances is a spiritual battle. The one that is attacking my earth is a spiritual battle. Every of this battle is about spiritual force. It might either be a good force or a bad force. You know what? I think I need to show us something. Because in the book of Second Chronicles, sorry, Corinthians. Sorry, I missed Chronicles and Corinthians together. Let's quickly go to Second Chronicles. Let's go to sec- sorry, I said Chronicles again. Let's go to Second Corinthians. I think chapter four. Let's go to Second Corinthians chapter four, I think. I'm not sure. Let's go. Let's see what he says about where our focus should be. Because he's talking about, look, when we focus too much here, we're going to miss it. That our focus should be on the unseen things. I think it's, is it Second Corinthians 4? Uh, yeah, I'm right. So, let's go to Second Corinthians chapter 4. Let's read from verse 17. It says, For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us as far more exceeding an eternal weight of glory. It says, Why would you not look at the things which are seen? Did you hear that? So, ah, it is so, 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 so that is behind my matter. You are looking at the things that you can see. We need to see beyond that. Are you still with me, people of God? See beyond that. You see, a man can be a vessel in the hands of God or a vessel in the hands of the devil. The Bible says, If a man therefore purge himself from this, it shall be a vessel unto honor. So if that man decided not to purge himself from this, then it's not going to be a vessel to honor. It's going to be a vessel to dishonor. So there are two vessels, vessel unto honor and vessel unto dishonor. So man is got a choice to prepare himself whether to be a vessel unto honor or a vessel to dishonor. So the word of God is saying, while 
we do not look at the things which are seen. So your focus should not be, look, even when you can see the sickness in your system, when you can see everything crumbling, that is not the focus. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. Let us apply what we see in the world. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness in high places, in heavenly places. That is our focus. The world that we can see is our focus. Now, hear what the word of God says. It says, why we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. So, what is our focus? For the things which are seen are temporary. Yeah, that man that you think is the one behind it will live 70 years, 80 years, probably 90 years and die. Temporary. And yet the struggle still continues. So what is then the matter? So the word of God is telling us where we need to focus. So our focus is now on the word of God, what the word of God says concerning everything that we are facing. So, I just had to drive and turn to the left to show you that it's not about what we can see, it's about what we cannot see. Do we all get it? Please talk to me. Now, once we have this understanding is that it's not about the sin world, let's look at what Balaam and Balak tried to apply in the in the uh, book of Numbers. Let's go back to Numbers. We have about 10 more seconds. Give me 10 more seconds. Let's go back to Numbers. Let's go back to Numbers. You will see that from the beginning, uh, Balaam already said, sorry, Balak said, these people are numerous. We can't fight them because fear has gripped the Moabite. So it's the same thing God has done for every child of God. Because of the presence of God, because of the glory of God, because even when you look at the word of Jesus in the New Testament, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And if Jesus died on the cross of Calvary and defeated the power of death and that of grave and said, Dead, where is your sin? Grave, where is your power? So he says, I have conquered, you have the victory. So there is a victory already in our hand. But Thank God that at the mention of the name of Jesus, how many knees shall bow? Every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that what? Christ Jesus, the one that defeated grave and death and consumed the power of grave and that of death and hand over the victory to you and to me. Where did I say we should go? Numbers. Let's look at Numbers 23. And the rest, you can read from Numbers 22. You will have an understanding. Let's look at Numbers 23 from verse 21. We see Numbers 22 already. Numbers 23 from verse 21. Now, you remember they said they can't fight them. So they now want to curse them. So that they will be able to defeat them. You see, any man or woman that is under cause already suffered defeat. So, blessed be God of Israel that we were redeemed from every form of causes. 
praise the Lord. That is where you shout hallelujah. It's not when you sow the seed of glory, not morning seed, afternoon seed, seed of Numbers 23. And uh, what verse is this? Verse 20. Look at what the word of God says. Behold, I have received the command to bless. He has, he has blessed. I cannot reverse it. Did you hear that? So, there is a blessing that sits on every child of God that can never be reversed. Praise the Lord. When you go to the book of Psalm 119, the beginning, you will see these blessings in there. It says, blessings are those that walk in the way that are undefiled. So, you will see the blessings there. He says, he has not observed iniquity. Did you hear that? He has not observed what? Iniquity, which is what we saw in the book of Psalm that can the throne of iniquity have fellowship? So, there is no iniquity in Jacob, nor he has seen wickedness in Israel. The Lord is God is with him. So, what will cause separation? From your God, my God, Elohim, it is what? Iniquity. Iniquity. Right now, we see the presence of God. We see the glory of God. We see the power of God. They cannot be caused because there is no iniquity. There is no wickedness. For the Lord, the King of kings, is with them. Now, let's go further. See, God, from verse 22, God bring them out of Egypt. He has strengthened them like a wild ox, for there is no sorcery against Jacob, nor any definition against Israel. It, it now must be said of Jacob and Israel, Oh, what God has done. Look, a people rise like lioness and lift itself like a lion. You can read the rest of the story. See what was said here. By 25, then Balak said to Balaam, Neither cause them, nor neither cause them at all, nor bless them at all. It's, it's like stay in the middle, don't go against. So, you can read the rest quickly. We have 10 more seconds. By the time we get to chapter 24, look at the beginning of chapter 24. The Bible says, Now, when Balaam saw that it pleased the Lord to bless Israel, it did not go as the other time to seek or use sorcery. But he set his face towards the wilderness, and Balaam raised his eyes and saw Israel encamp according to the tribe, and the Spirit of God came upon him. What did he start to do again? He began to prophesy. He began to speak more blessings upon the children of God. Don't forget, this is a man that was using sorcery according to what we see he wanted to use sorcery so but that didn't work so you see the power that god has established in every child of god now by the time we get to uh verse 20 chapter 25 the same set of moabite Let's read together from the beginning, everybody. Three go. Now Israel remained in whatever groove, and the people began to commit what? Hallow tree with the women of Moab. 
they invited the people to the sacrifice of their gods and the people ate and bowed down to their gods. So Israel was joined to Bar of Paul and the anger of the Lord was arose against Israel. Did you see that? So what is it that we see that caused God to be angry? Iniquity. Throne of iniquity. Throne of what? Iniquity. And these are the devices of the kingdom of darkness. The Bible says we are not ignorant of his devices. So let's not be a, a novice. Let's have the know-how through the word of God so that we can apply the word. The same set of people that cannot experience any form of defeat now engage in iniquity and the presence of the Lord depart. When you go to the book of Samuel, because of the sins, iniquity of the uh, uh, sons of Eli, they carried the presence of God which threw the ark of the covenant to the battle. And what happened? They were all slaughtered. The Bible says even that day, about 30,000 soldiers died, including uh, Ophni and Phineas. And when they heard in the, in the uh, shush, the woman went into labor, the wife of one of them, and he said, Ichabod, the glory has departed. Even the father, uh, 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 what's his name? Eli heard about it and he fell from the chair, break his neck and die. Ichabod. The one thing we need to get rid of is the throne of iniquity. It's not about sowing the seed. It's not about, look, you know what? Let's quick, let me show you something. Because there are many forms of teachings that are so wrong. See what the Bible says in the book of Hebrews. And I know till date, people are still sowing seed. Let's go to the book of Hebrew. There, sorry? And to God be the glory for their life. Let's go to the book of Hebrew. Hebrews 13. Hebrews 13. There was a time. It's about, oh, raise an altar for your children. Because many children are wayward. And one of the things the Bible says in the last days, one of the signs of the end time is that wayward children. But when we stand on the authentic word of God, we can call our children out of every form of waywardness. I'm going to show you what the Bible says about that in the book of uh, Proverbs. So, in the next 10 seconds, please remind me. So, see what the Bible says in the book of, uh, what's it called? Uh, Hebrews 13. When they present to you, go places and they ah, you have to raise an altar. It is all evil altar. It is evil altar. You have to raise an altar. And they ask you, it's about a thousand pounds. It's about a thousand dollars. It's about this amount of money, huge amount of money that will cost you an arm and a leg, that will break your back, that you, you will take you long to recover. They already said to you. But as of that time, because we have... Highly exalted our problem above God will listen to anything. As of that time, the word of God will no longer be useful to us because we are looking for solution. So, Hebrews uh, 13. 
What does he say? Let's start from verse 8. I think verse 8 will be good. Let's start from verse 8. Yeah, he's still JV. Okay, JV. So he's still the best. You have to repent. If Jesus come, what will you say? <laughs> mm, anybody, you know what? I'll leave that because I don't want you collaborating with my archbishop now. <laughs> the two of you, you are ganging against me. Mm. Look at what the Bible says in the book of Hebrew, chapter 13, verse 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday. So the same Jesus that walked on the face of the earth that was doing miracle and establish all his teaching and the apostles, the Bible says, they continue in the fellowship and in the teaching of Christ Jesus and breaking of bread. That's what the Bible says about the apostles. So, that same Jesus, the Bible says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And what follow? Everybody, drum roll. Verse 9. Let's read it together. 3 Go, do not be carried about with various and strange doctrine. Let's read it again. Do not be what? Do not. It's a commandment. Do not be carried about with various and strange doctrine. But this is what we flow with today. Various and strange doctrine. Oh, raise an altar, raise an altar, raise an altar. Where? If you continue, you will see what the Bible says about the altar there. For it is good that the act be established by what? By grace, not with food, which have not profited those who have been occupied with them. Ladies and gentlemen, let us get into the word and use the principle of the word to annul. There is no shortcut. What did I say? There is no shortcut. I'm going to say it again. There is no shortcut. So that's it till tomorrow. Look, many years ago, one young lady, uh, she's now late. We, in our fellowship, she said, ah, if only a thousand pounds work, everything in her life should have worked. She said she sold so many thousand pounds. Only God knows in how many churches and nothing changed. And I asked her one question, who is getting richer as you are sowing this seed? He said, it's the pastor. Ah, Charlie. Hmm. But they can't show this. It's either they don't know it or it's not going to be filling their purse. Their purse is not going to be filled up. But what the word of God says is about the truth is what gives freedom. Do not be carried about. Do not be carried about with various and strange doctrine. It's strange how powerful various and strange doctrine can carry people here and there. Oh, it's in Northern Ireland. You will see they will rush there. 
Oh, he has moved to Manchester. They will rush there. But let them sit down and give themselves to the world in Pussycant. Do not be carried about with various and strange doctrines. It is a commandment. And that's why you see, Paul was very angry with the Galatian church. He says, Oh, ye foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? Let anybody come from heaven, from whatever, even angels, and present to you another gospel. Let him be cause. We have 10 more seconds and I will be done. At this minute, I beg of you to like, to subscribe if you are yet to. Please press the like button or the notification. I don't even remember how it is, how we've been asked to say it. So, let's quickly go to the book of Proverbs. Let's go to Proverbs and we're going to be done in the next 10 seconds. I hope you are getting the truth. And when you look at everything I'm showing, I'm showing you in the word of God. I'm not hiding anything and saying things from somebody's book or this. It is from the word of God. Let's go to the book of Proverbs. Let's go to Proverbs uh, 11. Proverbs 11. It's amazing this scripture that we're about to read is in the book of Proverbs. This is how God is. Proverbs 11, uh, let's start from verse 19. I think it would be good to start from verse 19. As righteousness leads to life, please, I want you to hold on to this. Righteousness leads, so that shows the root of righteousness is life. So when you pursue righteousness, you are pursuing life. That's the root to life. So, he who pursue evil, pursue it to his own death. Verse 20, this is where we are going. Those who are perverse heart are an abomination to the Lord, but the blameless in their way are his delight. Though they join forces, the wicked will not go unpunished. But the posterity of the righteous will be delivered. Now, let me change this English. You might not understand this because this is my English. I let's go to no. Let's go to uh, some simple English. Is this new living? New living. Yeah, new living. Let's look at it. Verse twenty. The Lord detested people with crooked heart. But he delight in those with integrity. Evil people, what is it? She says what? <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. So, evil people will surely be punished, but the children of the godly will go free. Did you see that? When the Bible says evil people will surely be punished, it's talking about God being a just God. He says, but, which is my wife's favorite word in, in the word of God, but the children of the godly 
will go free. So if you are a righteous man living by the word, whatever happened to your children right now by God, justification will come through for you in the name of Jesus. Anything that does not glorify God that your children are going through. And that's why it's not about the seed. That's why it's not about the oye. It's not about the mantle. It's not about buy this, uh, what's that Jerusalem, whatever they wear. That thing, the, the shawl, yeah. Oh, this prayer shawl. Oh, I have prayed 59 days and 30 seconds on it. So when, once you buy the shawl and you put it on and you pray, it's all lies. It's all lies. Lies, lies, lies. You don't need the shawl. Come boldly before the throne of grace. Did he say with the shawl? Did he say with the anointing oil? Come boldly before the throne of grace. The first thing about when you go to the book of Isaiah, it says the hand of the Lord is not shutting to deliver us. He says it is our iniquity that separated us. And that's why we need to have the understanding that yes, we wrestle against flesh, we, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. But when we have the throne of iniquity seated, we are at a disadvantage. We fail that warfare already. And that's why I'm going to hammer on the throne of iniquity. Look at what happened in the life of the children of Israel. In Numbers 20, is it 24 or 25? They engage in iniquity and the anger of the Lord. They were dying. They were dying. Initially, the prophet said, we can't curse these people. He opened his mouth to curse. Blessings began to come out. And the conclusion is, for the Lord is with them. Adam, where art thou? What makes Adam to be in hiding? Iniquity. But this is not what they teach us. This is not what they show us. But for somebody like me, they will say, oh, I'm envy. I'm envious because I don't have congregation. But this is the truth. This is what the Bible says is going to set us free. It's not about the amount of crowd that follow me that set people free. It is the word of life, the word that can never change. Heaven and earth will pass, but your word, according to the scripture, abided forever. There is power in the word. He sent forth his word and heals them and deliver them from all their bondage. The word of God is life and is sharper than any two-edged sword. People of God, I want to leave you that the, the one thing we need to deal with is the throne of iniquity. See, there are simple, simple things we do as Christians that makes our warfare to be, in, to be useless. It's not effective. What is the one thing soldiers involve in the most? Discipline. Will you see a soldier that is drunk and they say, oh, you are going to war and he's very drunk? How can he be alert? How can he be at alert? A drunken soldier? 
spiritual warfare is easy. I've given you the benefit. By the time you go on your knees and open your mouth and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, Jesus, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, is already interceding. Holy Spirit, the Bible says, the, Bible says, the Word of God says, we don't know how to pray, but the Spirit helpeth our infirmity. Or what to pray for? The Spirit helpeth our infirmity. So Jesus is interceding. You are using the name that is higher than any other name. And the word of God says at the mention of the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. So when I call on the name of Jesus, every knee don't have a say. They don't have a choice. They have to bow. But when I'm running after men that are presenting false God to me, and I'm calling on the name of Jesus and I'm seeing nothing, don't I need to check myself? Remember what the book of Psalm 94 says. Can the throne of iniquity have fellowship with him? It's a question that I want you to answer yourself. Can the throne of iniquity have fellowship with your maker? Remember, he's a just God. So, people of God, I think my rambling today, I think is good. Or you be the judge. Because the truth is what the Bible says is going to set us free. And I'm presenting the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. So the rest is in our hand to run with the truth, to uphold the truth, to live by the truth. You know what? Let me give you one scripture and then we're done. Let's quickly go to the book of Psalm. Psalm 119. Psalm 119. We're going to be done in the next 10 seconds. 119. Let me change this to V. KJV. So when you want this thing, sorry, it's not working, but uh, I'll just read it to you. Psalm 119. From verse 1, it says, Blessed are the undefiling the way who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep his testimony, who seek him with the whole heart. They also do no iniquity. They walk in his ways. So what do I need to get rid of? Iniquity is my number one enemy. What did I call my number one enemy? Iniquity. The throne of iniquity, I need to get rid of it. As wife, as husband, as children, look, we all step on each other's toes. Don't let the devil use it or you are the channel of the throne of iniquity in your home, in your life. Let's get rid of it.
when the book of Psalms was talking about who will ascend in the, into the hills of God, what is the condition? Go to the book of Psalm 24 and read. A man with a pure heart and clean hands. Throne of iniquity can never have fellowship. I want to leave you in the hands of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I pray that the Lord will give us that enablement to long for his word day by day. Not secondhand gospel, but the enablement to long for his word. Not to long for, oh, anoint, ah, we are having seven anointing service. You will see crowd. But let us talk about, let's just look into the word and begin to read. It says, till I come, in the book of First Timothy chapter 4, says, till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, and to sound doctrine. That's what, oh, that's what the word of God says. So if I now call, let's sit down and be reading so that we can give ourselves to exhortation and to sound doctrine. How many people do you see? But let us call for seven fire Sunday, seven fire anointing service, as if the anointing, oh, the anointing breaks the yoke. But meanwhile, the throne of iniquity that I need to get rid of, I didn't do that. Lord, we pray that you will Open our eyes to see ourselves. And that Father, you, Jehovah, will break us and remold us. So that we will become that perfect image that you want us to be. That your name alone be glorified. And that we will stand to represent you on the face of the earth. The way you want us to do it, Lord. Not according to any man's standard, but according to your standard that your name be glorified. We thank you, Lord, for opening our eyes, Lord, to see the needful, to see where we need to turn and how we need to run. We pray for that grace, Lord, to do all that needed to be done. Thank you, Lord, because no man can receive anything except that which is given from above. We give you praise, glory, honor, and adoration. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Sorry, everybody. You know, I told you most of the old stuff are not working with the new ones. So that's why you see the blackout. But you can still hear me, I believe. So have a wonderful evening. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you and cause his face to shine upon you. Till we come your way next time.